Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I almost feel like a pilot sometimes. I've gone running down the runway and then you circle the airport to figure out which direction you're going to go. Hallelujah. But uh, just since she mentioned that, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, there was no building here at one time, and we had bought the property, and I, just everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Have, have you ever been lived like that before? Well, we couldn't get anything done. We couldn't get a building permit. We couldn't get a septic permit. We could, and the weeds were this high. And I parked out on the street, and I walked back here. I was about in this area, I think. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of praying. And like she said, Lord, are you going to do anything here? And I looked up and I saw this bird flying over. I thought, either that's an eagle or it's a buzzard. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the scripture says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. So by faith, I took that, that that was an eagle flying over, that that was a sign to me that this is what God had planned. And, uh, you know, even if you're walking by faith, you still have problems. Hallelujah. Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You know what? You can laugh in the midst of your troubles. You can rejoice in the midst of your troubles. You know, Paul, uh, you know, we call him the Apostle Paul, but his other name would have been a jailbird because he spent a lot of time in jail. As a matter of fact, some of the books we read were written in jail. Hallelujah. They're written in jail. So, uh, even, even if things aren't going right, it doesn't mean you're not right with God. Hallelujah. I was just thank, uh, I was in worship this morning, and uh, God likes to talk to me at that time. And the scripture came to me that's, uh, let me just say this before. We are doing a kind of a continuation of last week. If you weren't here last week, I'm sorry, but... Uh, we did a, uh, there was a message on deliverance and overcoming Satan's impact on our lives. You know, depression can be uh, an impact of Satan in our life. Um, fear can be um, an impact of Satan on our life. There's a lot of things that, uh, that we could have happen to us. And it's just, an, uh, we sometimes opened our door to the enemy. But I just want to say this, we're not to magnify the devil, we are to magnify the Lord. You know, there is a scripture in Psalm 34, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. In other words, we need to incorporate other people with us. 
Incorporate people into praise. Incorporate people into rejoicing. Incorporate people into putting their eyes upon the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from half of my fears. No, he said he delivered me from all of my fears. But I've never found a scripture in the Bible where it says, oh, magnify the devil with me. Now, we are aware of him. We know he exists. We know that he is a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we are to keep our focus upon the Lord so that we have and maintain power. I, I wish I could, I wish my memory is, is, was as good as it used to be. When I first started preaching, uh, we had a, fair, a fairly large church at the time. It wasn't my church. I was an assistant pastor. And it was the it was the uh, custom at that time to have uh, the preacher or whoever would stand up and he would take prayer requests. And there could be about, you know, 10, 15 of them. And, you know, the pastor would write them down. Well, at that time, I was, uh, I could remember. I didn't have to write it down. Shoot, man, I, you know, now I have to rem try to remember what my name is sometimes. Thank you, Jesus. But hallelujah, God's still in control. Hallelujah. So we magnify the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen? Even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of testing, even in the midst of trial, we magnify the Lord. One of our greatest examples of that is seeing the Apostle Paul and Silas. They were in jail. They... Well, you just have to listen to the uh, Philippians podcast I'm going to do, or Bible study. But that was, a, that was all a supernatural church. I mean, he got there supernaturally. He, de he brought deliverance. He, he brought salvation. And it was a supernatural ministry bringing supernatural persecution. Just a thought. I wasn't going to say that, but it just, it just came to me. But hallelujah, I don't want to withdraw. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Do you know, have you ever noticed that things are just being cut off? Some people say they're just cut off. Do you know that there's a lot of people that consider the Bible hate message? You might want to get a, a paper Bible if you, because uh, it might be cut off. You might, your um, digital Bibles might be cut off. Just a thought. Am I afraid of that? No. But I've got a Bible. And you don't just want to have a Bible you carry. You want to put the word on the inside of you so that if anything does happen, you can speak the word. I remember Donna used to tell me, man, you sure memorized the word. No, I have not memorized the word. I have rehearsed the word. It got into my spirit, and when I needed it, it came out. Have you ever been talking to somebody about the Lord, and all of a sudden, man, stuff started coming out of you? thought, man, that's good. <laughs> it's almost too good for you. It's too good. It's too good for you. That's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you 
that knows the word, but you have heard the word. You might not have remembered it, but you've heard it. And then when you need it, the, the scripture says the Holy Spirit is our, he is our guide and our teacher, and he will speak it. Hallelujah. He'll bring it to your remembrance. I used to pray that when I, you know, I wasn't a real good student in, in uh, grade school and high school, but when I got to Bible school, I became a, a 4.0. And, uh, but I prayed, Lord, help me. They'll never get rid of prayer in school because every time there's a test, oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> Even the atheists pray. They say there's no uh, atheist in foxholes. Hallelujah. When the bombs start flying, the bullets start shooting, you're going to get some people praying. Hallelujah. Lord, I don't know if you're there, but if you are, help! Thank you, Jesus. Well, might as well tell you what I'm supposed to talk about. It's like I said, it's a continuation of last week, and I and I gave it the message, the the title, staying free, and standing strong. Staying free and standing strong. You know, if you're, I believe the I believe the Lord brings deliverance to us. I believe believe He brings help, but He also tells us to do things. He says, having done all to stand, stand therefore, okay? Well, if you, need, if you need him to help you in standing, then help. God, I need you to help me. Help me if you can, I'm feeling that. But anyway, some of these young people, are, what's he talking about? <laughs> Stay, staying free. Do you realize that you can stay free from depression? Do you realize you can stay free from fear? Do you realize that you can stay free from anxiety? Because the Lord has promised us, he said, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because they trust in me. Hallelujah. It's time to put more trust in God than our own ability. It's time to put more trust in the word of God than in our own remedies. Our own rem Sometimes our own remedies get us into trouble. So I'd like to read uh, to you from Hebrews, you know, so let you know I believe in the Bible. I'm going to read from the scripture. In Hebrews chapter 2, beginning in verse 14, it says this, Inasmuch as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Anybody have any flesh and blood right here? You have flesh and blood? If you don't think you do, get some, tell the next person, say, I don't think I'm flesh and blood, and let them pinch you real hard, and we'll see if you are made of flesh and blood. You will squeal, and we will know that you have a new revelation that you are made of flesh and blood. So inasmuch as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he likewise, he Jesus, shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. God could not come off of the throne legally and and just deal with the devil. No, he had to come and take on human flesh. He was still God, but he laid aside his God. His, uh, he, he didn't 
He didn't get rid of it, but he laid it aside, refused to use it, and walked as Adam would have walked before he sinned. Jesus beat the devil as a man. Hallelujah. And he did that also because he wants you to be able to have power and authority. He says, behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. He goes on to say, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus Christ had to become a man, a perfect man. He didn't sin. Satan tried to get him to sin in every which way. But he was tempted in all points yet without sin. He didn't do that for himself. Do you know Jesus didn't go to the cross for himself? Jesus went to the cross for you. Everything Jesus did, he did for us. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. He came to serve you so that you in turn could receive him and that you could become like him so that you could serve other people. You know, it's amazing. You know, you have enough Bible in you. Most of you in this room have enough Bible in you that you could go, go and preach in another country and you would be accepted as someone with authority and power because of what's on the inside of you. Katie was talking about it this morning. I mean, all you got to do is get around Scott and let him start talking and he'll give it to you. And I'm sure there's a lot of you in here and some of you are sitting there thinking, I don't have it in me. And that's a lie of the enemy because you have it on the inside of you and God wants to release it through you. You know, uh, we have this impression that people are just going to get saved because we live a good life. People need to hear the good news. They need to hear something. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you, Lord. So anyway, why did I say all that? Because God has implanted in you his Holy Spirit and he wants to release the Holy Spirit through you. In uh, Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 15, I love this. It says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You've not received the spirit of bondage. If you're in bondage, it's not from the Lord. If you are, in, if you are entrapped in fear, if you're entrapped in anxiety, if you're entrapped in sin. Oh, you're talking about sin? If you, if you open the door to it, if you live in it, you, you know, there is a song that it's a secular song, but it has a lot of spiritual truth to it. 
Says, shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, light a candle in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. Have you ever heard that song? I figured some of you started singing it with me. Well, you have to shut the door. What's the candle? The candle is, is the word of God, and it's also your inner man. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So your born-again inner man has a candle because, oh, yeah, your inner man is a candle because you have been born again. God just, doesn't, God just didn't send Jesus to forgive you of your sin. He had to change you. When you open your heart and you ask Jesus to come into your heart, you are saying that I need a Savior, and that Savior comes in and makes you a new creature in your inner man. Now, I'm not pointing fingers, so I'm just trying to be funny, but maybe I shouldn't be funny. But, you know, humor helps people. You know, you're, it's your inner man that's changed. If you're, no, nah, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> I have to even think about what I say. I mean, I want to write things on Facebook. I want to get, I want to tell them how it is. I want to tell them how the cow ate the cabbage. What's that mean? I didn't know for a long time, but I figured it out. If you have a cabbage patch or a garden and the neighbor's cow comes into your yard and eats the cabbage, you're going to tell your neighbor how the cow ate the cabbage. So I'm thinking, I want to just write, you know, and God says, nope, nope, you can't do that. Nope, nope. So I'm just, just about off Facebook. <laughs> now, occasionally I write some good stuff. But anyway, Romans 8, 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. Adopted by who? You're adopted by God. You're adopted by the Father, and you have the nature, you have a new nature. You're not just the sinner saved by grace. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Well, you say, Pastor, I still sin. Well, of course. But you repent of it, you get out of it, and then you begin to walk in the nature. Yeah, the problem is, is that we have, we have elevated our body above our spirit. We have elevated our mind above our spirit. You are a new spirit. You're a new creation in Christ, the new man on the inside of you, but you have allowed your old ways, your old thinkings to continue to control you. I'll tell you what, when you get with God and you start saying what he says, the devil doesn't have a chance. He does not have a chance. 
Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, what does, we already read the scripture that through death, this is the first scripture I read, that through death, let me just go back and read it. He said, he likewise, he, Jesus, likewise shared in the same that through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. Through the death of Christ, he has destroyed the power of death. He has destroyed the power of the enemy over your life. And you need to recognize it and you need to declare it. Some of you are looking at me like, what? Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. Well, how do I confess him? I acknowledge him. I acknowledge him. Jesus is my Lord. And, I, and it's not only by what I say, but Jesus is my Lord by how I am responding to him because of what he has changed me. I'll just give you a little bit because some of you are new. You might not come back. Who Who knows? But I used to be in the United States Navy. And they're as bad as the stories you've heard. Sometimes even worse. But I was a drunkard and, you know, when we got into port, what else are you going to do? I guess if you're in Italy, you could go see some things. If you're in France, you could go. If you're in Greece, I saw the... I was in uh, Athens, and the guys I was with, they didn't want to walk that far. So I didn't get to go up on Mars Hill or whatever, whatever it's called. But yeah, you know, I used to drink, and I used to do things with women, and I used to... I wasn't a good guy. But Jesus changed me. Jesus changed me. You say, well, I've never done anything like that. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, you're still as much a sinner as anybody else. Until you accept Christ into your heart, you are as low as the low. You say, well, I'm a good sinner. <laughs> well, a good sinner. You have to be a new creature. You can't be the old man. That's one thing my wife has never called me, old man. Because I got rid of my old man. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, <laughs> hallelujah. Proclaiming truth strengthens the believer to walk in freedom. What's the truth? Pilate said, Jesus said, Jesus said he was the truth. Those who, those who are of the truth hear me. And Pilate said, what is truth? You know, we've got so many avenues of, of things that are trying to come into our brain and tell us that it is the truth. And most of it is anti-Christ. So we've got, to, we've got to hear the voice of God and we've got to respond to the truth and begin to declare it and have it treasured in our hearts. 
is anybody getting anything? I'm not really doing what I planned on doing. Thank you, Lord. Well, how do we, how do we uh, stay free and, and stand strong? We believe and proclaim that our bodies are the temple of God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not an empty temple. When you, when you ask Jesus into your heart, you become the temple of God. We all become the temple of God, and God dwells on the inside of us. And we have to realize it's not an empty temple. Let me just say this. How dare the devil try to trespass on the temple of God? How dare he try to infiltrate our mind with his lies and deception? I mean, let me ask you a question. Any, does everybody live in a house of some kind? I, you don't even have to own it. You could rent it. You live in a house? How would you like it if you're just sitting there at the, at the dinner table and somebody just walks in the front door and tells you to get out? You're getting that message, aren't you? Yeah. You're not going to let them come in and tell you. But you know what? We open the door all the time to the enemy and say, come on in. There's plenty of room. There is no room for the enemy. There's no room for the devil. We got to shut the door and keep out the devil. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, now we're listening to verse 27, nor give place to the devil. So we have an opportunity. You know, you have control over your mind. You have control over your mind, and you should not allow the enemy to have control. Don't let him vacation there. You say, oh, but I like that. I like that thought. That thought could kill you. That thought could destroy your marriage. That thought could, uh, that thought could cause you to become bankrupt. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How are we going to stand strong? Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why should I ever be in bondage? Why should I ever be in bondage when I can cast all my cares upon the Lord for he cares for me? Would you mind doing something with me? You say, well, tell me what it is first. <laughs> well, I can understand that. I'm from Missouri. If you can, repeat this after me. Why should I say I can't? When the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why should I lack knowing that my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory? By Christ, Jesus. by Christ Jesus. 
Why should I fear? When the Bible says, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Why should I be weak? When the Bible says, the Lord is the strength of my life. And the people who know their God shall display strength and take action. This is one that just helps me tremendously. Why should I allow, why should I allow Satan to have supremacy over my life? For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Why should I accept defeat when the Bible says, Thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. Why should I lack wisdom when Christ has become for us Wisdom from God. And he gives wisdom to all who ask him in faith. Why should I worry and fret when I can cast all my anxiety upon Christ? Because he cares for me. Why should I ever be in bondage? For with the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And it was for freedom that Christ has set me free. Why should I feel condemned? When the Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you say amen? amen? Father, we give you thanks and praise and honor and glory for the power of your Holy Spirit and the power of your word, Lord God, that has ignited our spirit. We thank you that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Now in the name of Jesus, I receive your word as the sword of the Spirit that I might drive back every power of darkness that would try to rule or reign in my life. In Jesus' name, I give you thanks and praise and honor and glory. Now, uh, Katie, before she handed the mic over to me, she, she gave you that invitation to open your heart to Jesus Christ that he might come in. It's Jesus Christ that is responsible for giving us freedom. It's Jesus Christ who brings us into the family of God. If you have not done that by faith, we all the just shall live by faith. If you've not accepted Christ by faith, then we're going to give you the opportunity uh, as the team comes up that you can come up and share your heart and declare that you need it. You know, the first words of the gospel, what are the first words of the gospel? Repent. 
What is repent? It's not just changing the mind. It's changing the mind and therefore changing the action. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask the team to come up, the healing team, the prayer team. Thank you, Lord.